Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. This week, I want to talk about a topic that is really important to me right now and really personal. Give it to me, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Are you guys uncomfortable yet? Uh, <laughs> it's like one of those, I actually love that song. And it's one of those moments that you realize like you actually know none of the words except for like the four words that are literally in the title. And that's what I just experienced there. So I'm sorry to subject you all to that, but actually I'm not sorry because, you know, I'm worth it. So today I want to talk about worthiness. So, okay, before you tune out like I once did when this word was brought up, I really want you to just like settle in because I'm going deep here. I think this maybe will be a short episode. It's kind of a running joke if you're new to the show. Every episode or like every other episode, I'd say it's going to be like a really short one. And it never is, but we always say what has to be said. And by we, I mean I. But anyway, moving on. I, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of silly this morning. I just drank a bunch of coffee. Um, so worthiness. It's one of those buzzwords that we tune out because it's like self-care. We tune these words out because... It just sounds like something you're supposed to do or think. And so if you're in a spiritual journey or if you've been working on you know, self-development for a while, you kind of think you're good on it. And I'm here to tell you, my loves, that could not be further from the truth. I have so much to share on this topic that I have recently learned. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't really struggle with confidence. Um, can you tell? <laughs> Now, it's not to say I don't ever get intimidated or afraid to put myself out there, obviously. However, I'm pretty good on confidence. I have a sense that I'm capable of doing things and that I can do them. And for my entire life, I just imagined and assumed this meant that I had a high sense of self-worth, like a nice, healthy sense of self-worth. And... It wasn't until I was actually in a uh, program with Natalia Benson. It was her Magical Women in Money program, which I highly recommend. And it was on one of the modules was all about like strengthening the solar plexus and building a sense of self-worth. And it's funny because leading up to it, I was kind of dreading. So I was like, Ugh, this sounds like just some, a bunch of stuff I already know probably. Yeah, I'm going to be really, really raw and honest with you here. We started this module of the course and I got about a quarter of the way through before I felt so uncomfortable. I actually had to pause it and come back to it. Not one more time, not two more times, but three more times. This was like maybe an hour and 15 minute module. I don't remember exactly. I had to pause it four times to get through the whole thing, right? If you're just like, whoa, that's how I felt too, because here's the thing. We lie to ourselves, especially when we're deep in a spiritual, personal development journey. We lie to ourselves that like certain things we're good on. And what I learned, not just through that experience, but through a lot of experiences lately, it's those things that you think you're good on that are the things you need to focus on. Let me say that again. It's the things you think you're good on that are really the things you need to focus on. Because 
as soon as you think you're good on something, like you're an expert on something, or you're just like, you're fine, you don't really have much more to learn on that. The second you think that is the second you slip in to the territory, the dangerous territory of comfort, which goes hand in hand with the area of lies, self-lies. I'm sounding so dramatic. (laughs) What I mean is this. What I mean is this. I mean that when we tune out because we think we know everything, that's an indicator that there's a deeper level that we are afraid to access. And that's exactly what happened to me in this experience. So I really started after that. That was a powerful experience. And I repeated that class twice. And it was after that that I really started looking at some things in my life from the lens of worthiness or through the lens of worthiness rather. And it was then that I was um, led to this book, which I recommend. This book was honestly, it was just really helpful to me. It's, I mean, I'm a voracious reader. It's pretty rare, to be honest. Like I I love, I enjoy most of the books I read, but it's pretty rare that I find one that was like, wow, that was really helpful. Like really, really presented things in a light that I was ready to receive and really helped me work through some things. So interestingly, this book I had already read before years ago, but it had zero, zero effect on me. The book is called Worthy. Boost Your Self-Worth to Grow Your Net Worth by Nancy Levine. And I had read this book um, a few years ago. I had read it in, I believe, 2017, which if you've been following me and you've been following my story, you know is my tower year. If you're interested in finding out more about that, you can go back to the episode that is about, um, I think it's called like From Pluto to Venus, How to Survive when your life burns to the ground. Light, it's a light topic. (laughs) But anyway, it was so interesting because that was a time when unbeknownst to me, I was really struggling with my self-worth because the framework that I had propped up my sense of self-worth around, the framework under which I had decided that I had a healthy sense of self-worth had all disappeared. And I was left with the opportunity to rebuild the structures of my life and somehow the self-worth piece got lost because it had never been something I had thought consciously about. It was something I just took for granted and so suddenly when the things that had helped me create it had kind of fallen apart, those superficial things, and I was left to rebuild, I, I, I honestly left that piece out and I didn't realize that was what was happening. And what's interesting is this, when I picked up the book back then, I like kind of just read it really fast and and it just, it felt like very, just like, meh, whatever, you know? I, I really didn't get anything out of it. And it wasn't until it came into my life this time and I read it again that I realized why. I was so not ready for the message then. I was so not ready. And my experience reading it the second time was so, so different. And I want to share that today because the reason I want to share this is because, well, first of all, you know, it's interesting because as a coach, as a teacher, as a healer, I generally focus my energy, my, my, what I teach, what I share on the things that I'm kind of out of, that I'm already, that I've already kind of mastered. That being said, 
I, I really, really enjoy, especially on this platform of the podcast, I really enjoy sharing my journey as it unfolds. Not from the perspective of I'm an expert and I've, I can teach you everything, but from the perspective of I'm in this with you. And sure, there are some things that I am you know, really, really able to teach on. Things that I have, I don't believe in true mastery, but things that I have really made progress on and can help you do the same. And then other things I like to share because they are so raw and fresh and they're shared, you know, I'm sharing these things with you. Like it's from the perspective of a friend, the perspective of, Hey, I'm discovering this and this is really helpful and it might help you too. Let's figure this out together. And that's why I knew I had to come on today and talk about this. So a couple disclaimers about the book. Don't be deterred by the forward by Doreen Virtue seal on the front. If you're like, why is she hating on Doreen? I like the angel cards. It's just like kind of a joke because we'll just like Google it. She had like a, she had a, a, she was like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this in a respectful way as possible. If you, if you miss the Doreen Virtue um, controversy, basically she designed all these Oracle decks and then she claimed to have had a, um, she claimed to have had, what, what do you call it? Well, to be born again. She's, she became a born again Christian. Now, I actually think this gives Christians a bad name because like, this is crazy what she did. <laughs> so just like the, the born again Christian part is really inconsequential in my mind. Um, but she basically told everyone that all of her angel decks were works of the devil. And, but this is where it gets good. This is where it gets real, real weird. She, she wasn't saying to stop buying them. She was saying, buy them and burn them. <laughs> oh, so it, it's weird. There's a whole weird thing with Doreen Virtue now. Anyway, she did the foreword. If you see that on the cover, don't like dismiss the book. The book is really, really helpful. It's about exactly what it says, boosting your self-worth to grow your net worth. And it's about, it's really approaching the money and earning piece of life from the perspective of self-worth. Now, if you're interested more in my recent discussions on money mindset, I suggest you check out, um, I did a solo episode, maybe episode 32, that was called Making Money Moves with Venus. And then I did a interview episode with Gala Darling, which I think was episode 39. Check that out as well, it's about manifesting money. So if you wanna dive more into those topics specifically, I encourage you to check those episodes out. Um, so, the book was really helpful because it really, honestly, pointed out to me in a bright fucking light all of the ways that I wasn't expressing my full sense of worthiness. And this is where it gets interesting. I do teach on worthiness. Actually, I have a section of The Chariot, which is my upcoming four-week course on rapid transformation, rapid personal transformation, um, which you can find out more about in the link in the show notes. I have a section on cultivating impenetrable self-worth. And I fully stand by everything I teach in that module. And it's so interesting because actually in this second round of the chariot, I'm going to be going way deeper into that because my understanding of the importance of self-worth and calling in your desires has deepened so much that I just cannot wait to share. It's really exciting to me 
to be able to share that. And that's the thing about my, my all of my work, honestly. It's constantly evolving because I am not interested in portraying myself as the person who has this all figured out. My interest is merely to present these topics as something that I have studied and researched and done deep personal work on and made real progress on. And I still have a ways to go. And that was what reading this book really, really helped me tap into. Looking at the ways that I had throughout my adult life set up two big areas, my relationships, my romantic relationships, and my um, relationship to money, I'd set both of those areas up on a very shaky foundation of self-worth. Very shaky foundation. And here's the thing. Let's look at the romantic relationships piece. So because I had had, like, I dated and, and, and you know, been in long-term partnerships with really decent people, it wasn't really so obvious that my self-worth at the core was weaker than it could be because these people didn't really take advantage of that. And it wasn't until I was, you know, after my divorce, really when I returned to the world of dating, when I started to really attract some weird shit. And by weird shit, I mean just some unhealthy relationships, emotional, emotionally abusive relationships, and um, some really problematic dynamics that really, really showed me how much work I had to do and what I thought I deserved. And so this is important because this, like I said, was an area where I felt clear. I felt clear on my ability and my, my right to deserve my desires. But I was feeling that in my conscious mind. Whereas subconsciously I had this program running of all of the reasons why I wasn't worthy of these things. So let's talk about worthiness. Let's talk about worthiness specifically as something that we can work through that allows us to quickly call in our desires. I like to use the term call in with desires rather than attract, even though I'm kind of using them interchangeably, because to me, attract feels very passive and call in sounds very active. To me, calling things in is the energy of the empress in tarot, the energy of, okay, now it's time to come to me. You will come to me. Whereas attracting, it feels more, I mean, and this is just my new differentiation. If, if for you, attracting is an empowering, empowering word, I encourage you to stick with it. But I want you to really think about how active you feel in this attraction process. So for me, calling in my desires, the core, and, and you'll hear this in any, any work on manifestation or any teachings on manifestation, especially money manifestation, there's a heavy discussion of worthiness and deservedness. And I had been through many of those conversations and programs and things and still had really only scratched the superficial surface. So how do you, how do you find out what you think you deserve? Look at your life. 
said this before, and this is a this can be a harsh a harsh realization. I'll be honest with you. It can really be uncomfortable to look around physically. Look around, like look around your your you know your home, your apartment, at your relationships, your friendships, your life, your job. Look at what you have, and that is what you feel like you deserve. You know, God, the universe, can't, does not interfere with our free will. So if you think you don't deserve something, you're not going to get it. And if you do, if somehow it slips through the cracks, you are going to do whatever it takes to get rid of it. Let me use myself as an example, as I always do. I, in my 20s, I got into a large amount of credit, credit card debt. And when I started seriously dating the man who would later become my husband, now former husband, um, he was not down with that. Like he was really not, he was, he was really against debt, like many people are. And what happened, and I'm not blaming him for this, this is just his perspective, and I interpreted it in a certain way, I interpreted that I acquired a lot of shame, a lot of shame around my past use of money and around the idea of debt and around my ability to handle money and keep money and all these things. And I paid off that debt. You know, eventually, once I decided to do it fairly quickly, fueled by this shame. So probably doesn't take a master psychologist to think about what happened next. As soon as, as, literally, I think less than a month, it started less than a month after I paid it off, I started racking it right back up. Because I actually didn't feel like I deserved to, for my situation with money to be, you know, secure. I didn't really you know, I, I was acting out of the sense of shame rather than a sense of me having actually chosen this path. And I didn't really feel like it was my, because I didn't feel like it was my choice and I felt shame around it from someone else, I just recreated the situation. Now, that's not to say, I don't actually believe that if you have debt, it means like you have you suffer from like worthiness issues because there are a million reasons to have debt and I don't actually believe that any of them have to say anything about you unless you decide that they do. But at the time, I didn't know that. And I, this new reality of financial freedom, I didn't feel like I deserved it because I actually hadn't learned the tools necessary to cultivate that sense of worthiness. And it's, you know, it's happened to me in relationships where I, you know, I think we've all been there, like the person who's perfect for you and you're just like, I don't really know because you're so used to being in a fucked up relationship or even if it's not fucked up, just like a relationship where you're not really honored for who you are. And so when you're finally in a relationship where you truly are, something feels off because you really just don't even, you just don't think you deserve it. So you start to see how important worthiness is for calling in your true desires and how it's really one of the missing links for if you have so-called desires that 
are still elusive after you really seeking them for a long time. You know, there's, a, there's, there's often a difference between what we consciously desire and what we subconsciously desire. And that's why it's more helpful and useful and practical to look at the reality of like physically what exists in your world to get to the bottom of what you think you deserve. And here's the thing. None of this is about a value judgment. Absolutely not. It's not saying, okay, for example, say your apartment's really messy. I would ask you, why don't you think you deserve a clean apartment? Now, maybe you just like really don't give a fuck. Maybe like the dirty apartment doesn't bother you. I mean, I personally feel like we're all a lot more affected by our physical environment than we realize. But my point here isn't to tell you you have to have a clean apartment or you have to have anything else. It's just to ask these questions and see what feels in the pit of your stomach or wherever else you feel your deep truths. Where you think, ooh, there is something there. So here are a few questions I ask. And actually, I ask this in the chariot. In the second week, we go, we, one of the topics we cover is how to build invincible self-worth. And like I said, this is something we're going way deeper on in this round because I've uncovered some really, really, really deep truths for myself around how to get to the bottom of my sense of self-worth and how to rebuild it so that those things I've been holding at arm's length suddenly come rushing in. And I'm telling you, this can happen quickly when you get it. It really can. And what happens even more, this is what's crazy about magic, about manifestation, about the, the game of life. Once you really get like truly deep in this work and you really start start unpacking and rebuilding these core issues like self-worth it's part that the thing comes the thing that you've been putting holding arm's length like the healthy relationship or the you know fat bank account or whatever it is i use those two as examples because like love and money are the things that like pr pretty much everyone under the sun at least at some point has deeply struggled with one or, or the other or both so it's interesting. I've got my theories on why that is, but I'm going to save those for another time. But we, when we go really, really dig deep with this work, not just scratching the surface, big dig deep. Yes, partially it's that things do suddenly come rushing to us because the resistance is lessened or eliminated. And we start to really feel happy and comfortable and confident with where we are now. And more than anything else, that eliminates resistance. You know, that's why, like, the second you stop looking for love, you find it, you know? Everybody has, like, a story about that. Even if even people who don't believe in manifestation at all. And so it works in multiple ways. But I promise you, that if you can start to get really honest and clear about the level of your worthiness around your desires, you will call them in faster than you could possibly imagine. And guess what? By the time they get to you, you don't even care anymore. 
that's a beautiful place to be in having everything you want but also knowing that you're 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 good without it it's a deep sense of being at peace with your own spirit and recognizing that the outer circumstances are extra and they are beautiful beautiful extra pieces that I am happy to have in my life and celebrate. And I'm not looking to give them up. But it's this deeper sense of knowing that they do not define you. So here are some questions that I have my students in the chariot go over. So we start to crack the surface of the tr their true sense of self-worth. We're going to go much deeper than these questions in the program. And the reason, you know, the chariot is, it's like I said, it's my four-week program. It's all about spiritual and practical ways of manifesting rapid personal transformation. I teach this course. It's like, I teach this course because we have a belief that change has to take a long time and that if something big in our life has to change, then it's, it's going to be like a long, hard slog. And that's not true. And I don't want to see people staying stuck in situations that are not where they want to be because they think it's going to take a long time to get out of this and I just don't have that time or energy now. That's why I created the chariot because I want you to have what you've always wanted now. You don't need to wait. And if you don't feel like that's true for you and you think, yeah, like in theory, I think it can be fast, but I'm different. I really, really urge you to look into the course because I'm going to teach you everything I know on how to speed up the process. It's a lot of deep inner work. It's a lot of deep healing work. And the best part is this isn't like a process that you have to go on forever and you're never going to be ready for calling in the thing you desire. We do the work and call it in at the same time. So here are some of the questions I ask. Like I said, first of all, you can look at the physical reality of your life to get a clear sense of what you desire, or I'm sorry, of what you feel that you deserve. And then you, you can contrast that to your actual conscious list of desires. Now remember, we have, if, if there's a desire in our lives that we haven't manifested, it is because we have duplicity. We have a sense of wanting something consciously and then having a different program running subconsciously. And in the chariot, I talk about, I, I teach a huge number of ways, and I actually in this round, a lot of new ways that I've been practicing to reprogram the subconscious mind. Because we want to erase that sense of duplicity. So when you contrast the physical reality of what it appears you think you deserve, you contrast that with what you actually desire. So say you desire to be in a healthy, supportive, fun, loving, romantic relationship. And you look at your existing relationship or proto-relationship, and it's the opposite of that. Ask yourself, why don't I feel like I deserve this healthy, supportive relationship? Not do I feel like I deserve it, we have to go deeper and like trick our brains into giving us the right answer. We say, why don't I feel like I deserve it? Because it's clear you don't feel that you deserve it because you don't have it. 
this is deep work. I mean, this is a tough question. This can really bring up some pain. And you can process that pain and channel it into creating something new for yourself. Now, once you do that, once you answer that question, you have to build a case in the opposite direction and look at the reasons why you do deserve what you desire. Now, I believe you deserve things just because you exist as a human on the earthly plane. But making your own case for deservedness is a little more effective to convince yourself. So if you're struggling with this, look at other people in your life who have those things. People who you love and respect and value. Not someone who you like secretly hate because you'd be like, they don't deserve shit, you know? <laughs> no frenemies. Look at someone you really love and respect and admire and who has that thing that you want so badly. And look, at, think of why do they deserve it? Now, can you find those same reasons in yourself? And this can be hard at first, depending on how far along you are in this journey. Maybe the reason you deserve is just, you might start with things that are situational, like I deserve this raise at work because I work hard. Okay, it's a fine place to start, but we want to go deeper because our deservedness is not related to what we do or don't do. It's not related to action. It's related to being. Remember, God, the universe, does not decide you deserve things. That is my absolute belief. The universe is not like deciding, oh, this person deserves it because they were like, you know, really good and this person doesn't. It's like none of that Santa Claus bullshit. It's merely a mirror of what you feel that you deserve. And this is why good things happen to shitty people. Because those people often, like, I, I used to know somebody. He was a friend of my, of a, of a former boyfriend. And he was like, this friend was a dick. Like, he was a dick. Even the boyfriend was like, he's a fucking dick. But he was one of those people who just, like, nothing bad ever happened to him, ever. <laughs> I remember him pissing both of us off so much. Like, he had everything given to him. And, and now, knowing what I know now, I realize... And I remember that he had such a strong sense of self-worth and deservingness around everything that the universe just mirrored that back to him. Now you might say like, oh, well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be the entitled asshole. Well, here's the thing. Are you an asshole? No? Okay, cool. You're not going to be an entitled asshole. <laughs> you know, we like create these connections that are false. Okay. Now start to look at your environment, the people, look at it again from before, the people, the things, your habits. Do you feel supported by all of that? Why or why not? Look at the ways that you support yourself or don't. How do you let yourself down? And this was actually also a really big missing piece for a lot of people. And it was a big missing piece for me for a long time, honestly, probably until this year really starting to get clear on, oh, like when I tell myself I'm going to do something, even if it's something simple, and I don't, over time that actually tells myself that I can't trust my own word. Am I agreeing to things in social environments that I actually don't tend to do? Like saying I might go to parties that I know I'm not going to go to. Like why? Why do I do that? That's not necessary. 
for me, switching up that habit meant that I would always say, let me check, I'll get back to you. And actually getting back to the person. Even if I knew that they didn't really expect me to get back to them because like it was, you know, some people don't expect that, but it was just starting to create better habits that let me know that my word meant something. And this actually really helps build worthiness because you start to realize that you can trust yourself because worthiness and self-trust are very, very connected. So that's really, really important. Now, the thing about worthiness is we have to feel not only that we deserve our desires, but that we can provide them to ourselves. And that is why I talked just now about that sense of, you know, being able to trust your own word, especially with yourself. It's so important because ultimately it's not up to others to support us. It's up to ourselves. You increase your sense of self-worth naturally when you take care of yourself. So think about the ways that you wish people would support you. And it can be easy to come up with these when you're pissed. <laughs> I would say, like, don't, you don't have to stuff your moods down and, like, deny them, but use them productively. So when you're pissed off, it's actually a beautiful time to get really honest about things. So if you get clear on, like, why you're pissed off at your boyfriend or your mom or your best friend or whatever, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm so pissed off at my girlfriend because she never, um, she doesn't, you know, check in with me during the day to like make sure I am having a good day or something, you know, I don't know, some random example. Okay, so, well, first of all, you could certainly express that to her and say, hey, I would really love if you like checked in on me during the day to see if I'm having a good day. You also, of course, in a partnership, have to make sure you're doing that. You can't get mad at somebody else for not doing it when you're not doing it to them, you know. So texting her, making sure she's having a good day. But beyond all of that relationship stuff, ultimately, the reason this triggers you and pisses you off is because you're not providing that to yourself. You're not checking in with yourself as the day is going, saying like, hey, are we good? Like, do you need anything? Do you need some water? Maybe like lay down for a few minutes. You know, just taking a few minutes a few times during the day and ask, and just checking in with yourself about what you really need is how you realize like, oh, I would have sat at my computer just like staring at a screen for three hours on my ass. But I asked myself and it was like, no, you need a stretch. And I did that. Or whatever else you need. Over time, this helps build your sense of self-worth because it makes you realize that you are worth energy and effort and if you're able to provide that to yourself, which is actually much harder than requesting it from others, then you really quickly dissolve the resistance of receiving from the universe. So I hope you see that connection really clearly. It's my intention for that connection to be clear and for you to understand that your self-worth is the undercurrent under everything. And without that, you won't be able to call in your desires, especially as quickly as you want. You may call them in eventually, but let's do it now. Let's stop saying, once I do this, this, or this, or fix this, or heal this, or you know, learn this, then I'll be able to have what I desire. That's bullshit. 
You can have it now. You have to decide that now is the time. So if this is helpful to you, please let me know. As always, you can message me through my DMs on Instagram at any time at rebirth underscore Venus. And if you'd like to dive deeper into this work, I encourage you to check out my program, The Chariot. We start next Friday, so a week from today. And it's my four-week program designed to teach you all of my practical and spiritual secrets for rapid personal transformation, for identifying the things in your life that have to change and changing them quickly, for realizing that the thing you've been putting off that you know is going to change everything for you gets put into motion now. In the tarot, the chariot for me has always been the card of stepping the fuck up. It's the card of saying that says your life is your life is happening, whether you're in it or not. So are you going to take control, grab the reins and ride? Or are you going to stay up by the, on the sidelines complaining that nothing good ever happens to you? I know you're in the former group because you're listening to this podcast. So I encourage you to check out The Chariot. I still have some amazing, amazing, amazing pay and full bonuses available. My friend Jen from live and burn candles she created these amazing custom carved chariot seven day prayer slash spell candles and we're, i'm shipping them out to a very limited number of folks who pay in full as my bonus to you it's kind of a crazy bonus these candles they're like one of a kind works of art they're like she they retail for like between 40 and 50 dollars they're some crazy fucking candles. They're so beautiful. <laughs> you might not even want to burn it, but I encourage you to, you know, set your intention with it. You can use that intention to guide you through the work in the course of the chariot and um, just have that really beautiful reminder to set your intentions to live life intentionally on your own terms as you're going through the deep transformative work that we go through together in the course. So the course is four weeks. You'll It's a live course. This round is a live course. It's not always live. In fact, this is likely to be the last live round of the chariot. Um, we meet for four weeks for intensive live video sessions where I teach you everything I know on quantum leaping, quantum transformation, rapid shifting to move in the directions of all of your dreams quickly, efficiently, and powerfully. Each week, alongside the live video class, you receive a workbook that allows you to go deep, deep, deep into the content, as well as a, med a recorded meditation or energy work session that you can do on your own that allows you to really anchor in the energy shift that we are learning. Because here's the thing, if you do all the intellectual work, the journaling, the answering of questions, the watching a class, but you don't change on the energetic level, you will still call in your desires, but they won't stay. You'll sabotage yourself. You'll feel like this is too good to be true. I have to push it away. It's the energetic shifts. It's actually the, it's actually the most important part of the whole course. It's what makes this course really special. I teach you on the energetic level how to lock in to these new states of being so that this is your new normal, your new minimum, and you don't backslide into what was. On top of that, as soon as you join, you get two of my online courses, the Army Venus Bootcamp and Speed of Light, 
which are both self-directed courses that teach you my, basically my philosophy around mindset work, around personal empowerment, give you amazing, amazing, amazing tools to start creating new thoughts and beliefs that support you and empower you rather than hold you back. You can start work on that right away so that you're ready, ready, ready to go when we start the chariot in the group next Friday. There's a private coaching group where all of your questions get answered. You get supported on what you're creating. There's so, so, so much more. I encourage you to check it out. Rebirthofvenus.com slash the chariot. This course means so much to me. This course is, my heart and soul is in this course because it breaks my heart to watch people feeling like they're stuck where they are when I know there's another way. And I'm living proof that there's another way. And if you want to hear all about my crazy stories, how I've, how I've created this content from my own life, I encourage you to check out the sales page. Give it a read. It's entertaining, if nothing else. And join us. We have a very limited number of spots available. It's, a, it's an intimate group. And you're absolutely, absolutely, absolutely going to love the work we do together. So check that out. We'd love to see you inside. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Much love. Goodbye.